Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Insurance Innovators podcast. In this episode, we'll be hearing insights from two insurance professionals from the Nordic region on how insurers are responding to the green transition. Later, we'll hear from Bente Sverdrup, the SVP of Sustainability at Norwegian insurance provider Gensadiga, about the keys to succeeding as an insurer amid the green transition, from pricing to underwriting to recruiting. But firstly, we'll be chatting with Mats Dahlquist, the CEO of Trug Hansa, and looking at the theme from a more macro perspective. Without further ado, here is my discussion with Mats Dahlquist, recorded live at Insurance Innovators Nordics in Copenhagen. I'm here in Copenhagen with Mats Dahlquist, the CEO of Trig Hansa. Welcome, Mats. Please tell us a little bit more about what you do. Uh, I am, as said, the CEO of Trig Hansa, which is the third largest non-life insurance company in Sweden. And we are, since a year back, part of the Trig Group. And uh, together with them uh, in Denmark and Norway, we shape up uh, the biggest non-life insurance company in Scandinavia. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to get into this conversation with you about the green transition and sustainability. So just to get things started with a bit of a broad question, what opportunities does the green transition present to insurers and what are the keys to seizing those opportunities as well? We look at the, the, the business opportunities that I assume that you are referring to. I mean, the whole society is about to and need to, to change. Uh, and by nature, being a big non-life insurance companies, we insure the whole society. Right. So obviously, there will be tremendous opportunities as, as our customers, both private customers and, and companies, change. Uh, but, but we have to, to stay close so that our propositions also are relevant in the future. Absolutely. And also, what role can insurance play in facilitating the development of green businesses? Uh, I, think, I think we have an underutilized asset in our companies, uh, and that is data. Uh, because, after all, we are sitting on tremendous amounts of facts on what is happening in the society. Uh, we can already now, of course, for example, see what climate changes does to, to, to our, our claims stock, uh, how it affects us, um, natural disasters, weather-related events, and so forth. And by utilizing this and sh- also sharing this data with the rest of, of the society, I think we can, we can make a big contribution to the, to the transition. Also, there's clearly been some great developments in, in the way of low-carbon technologies in recent years. So how do you think product innovation will have to pivot in order to support these new low-carbon technologies? Well, we need to, to try to stay ahead, but at least on par uh, with the, the development that is happening right now. We, we uh, for example, are investing a lot now in shaping new types of insurances for electrical vehicles, yeah. uh, which is obviously a big and very sort of visible change in society right now. But that dribbles down to, I think, almost every area uh, that, that we have to invest a lot of time and, and, and thought in, uh, in what and how should the product change. So it's a lot about investments in, in, uh, in innovation. And, and finally, just to kind of round things off, how can or rather should policymakers act to further support this sustainable change that we've been talking about? They should make their, their legislation uh, more foreseeable. Uh, right now, uh, as I said in my, my keynote, I dare to say 
that, that politicians are becoming more and more populistic in many countries, and they are changing uh, the, the direction of big decisions uh, every third or fourth year. And that's not, that cannot be sustainable for, for the industries that needs to develop the products and services. Uh, that's just impossible. So, so they need to get their act together and create uh, an environment that is foreseeable. Well, thank you so much for being here, Matt. It's been great to chat and have a great rest of your day here at Insurance Innovators Nordics. It was great to hear from Matt on how insurers and policymakers alike are responding and should respond to the green transition. Now that we've heard an overview from Matt, let's delve deeper into the topic with Bente Sverdrup. Hello, I'm here with Bente Sverdrup, SVP of Sustainability at Gjensidiga. Welcome, Bente. Uh, tell us a little bit more about what you do. Oh, thank you. Uh, I have a very meaningful job. I'm head of sustainability in the Yancidia group, which means that I'm an advisor and also having a responsibility to be pushing uh, action. Uh, and that's what it's all about. We need action. So uh, to try to engage people and understand how they can actually make a difference yeah. in their daily work is actually my job and it's generating energy uh, and people that works with it finds it meaningful. So I think I'm very lucky having a job like this. Sure. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, I'm excited to get into this conversation with you today and um, it sounds like you're doing some really incredible work in the space as well. So just to start off, really, I was wondering, from your perspective, what do you think the prerequisites for success are in winning market share among green energy businesses? I think going forward, the prerequisites winning market share within the insurance part of the business is, of course, understanding the risk. Yeah. That's what we actually do. Uh, and booming period now of energy. So it's important that you can't just look back. You need to look forward. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a technology shift and all this. But actually, in Norway, we have had renewable energy for a long time yes. related to hydropower. And we are the biggest insurer for hydropower in Norway. So we know the risks. And therefore, we also can contribute in having those products that's necessary. But what we also experience in the insurance side is actually increased demand on what we are doing in our own operations. How are we contributing to a better world uh, as a company? So I think that is also part of the game when you know providing a tender, whatever it is, you need to make sure you have order in your own uh, company. And then, of course, you need to understand the risk. And of course, you also have the investment side, uh, where we also have a lot of renewables and almost nothing of the fossil. But that's like, yeah, it's like going to be a journey to get rid of all the fossil. And, right. uh, but still, it's important for us to focus on both sides, both the insurance side and the investment side. Right. Yeah. Just something that people have been speaking quite a bit about in terms of green energy and just the green transition in particular is this blockchain-based solution, which is parametric insurance. Mm. To what extent, from your perspective, is parametric insurance the key to overcoming a lack of historic risk data concerning these green energy risks? I think that's a very good question. Um, it's actually how to calculate risk in uncertain times. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, that's hard for everyone. But it comes in many different areas, not only within the renewable sector, it's also due to demographic changes, mm -hmm. it's the cyber threat, yeah. it's the nature risk, you know, and then of course uh, all these new actions to provide society with more green energy, which is actually the basis for the whole transition. Um, but I think it's all about understanding risk and for instance, um, in Norway, we had a project uh, starting out in 2002 uh, and actually tried to understand how will climate change impact our customers. Yeah. And uh, we had a follow-up in 2009 and then later on 2020. And what we see is actually by having a forward-looking risk uh, understanding, it's actually possible for us to advise our customers to do climate adaption measures. Right. And I think that's also why the EU, the taxonomy, having these five criteria for insurance companies, non-life insurance companies, is that you need to have a forward-looking understanding of the risk. You need to have sophisticated risk models. Yeah. So you're pricing the risk correctly. You need to nurture customers. You need to have innovation in your products. And of course, you need to be able to settle the claims and the last one, which is interesting, you need to share data. Yeah. And I think it, it all comes down to having the right data when you're having a forward-looking perspective, not based on history. And that's the shift now. But I think it's possible with more artificial intelligence and stuff like that to understand how are we going to help our customers avoid damage in the future. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, how to avoid damage. Yeah. yeah. With regard to this green transition uh, of insurance that, that we've been talking about, you know, you have to consider so many different parts of insurance. And I think one of the very important parts of that is pricing. And this is quite a specific question, but how can differential pricing be used for insurers to play a role in encouraging more sustainable behaviors among, you know, both commercial customers and consumers as well? I think it's really important because what we see based on customer surveys and stuff like that is that in general people are not willing to pay extra for right. sustainable solutions it need to be embedded into the product and services mm -hmm. so our strategy is to be a problem solver for our customers and then it's all about avoiding damage right. and avoiding damage is key because it's good for the environment it's good for the customer mm -hmm. and it's also good for the economy so, of course, then it makes, it resonates, I would say, that insurance and sustainability is a very good combination. Yeah. Because we must use our competence and knowledge to help customers both prepare for, but also avoid damage. Um, so that's the, a journey we started on. And um, I think we also need to mention that we have all ready in place system for rebates to private customers if they do specific risk reducing measures. We have it also in the commercial sector. Mm -hmm. uh, and what we're now doing as part of the taxonomy is to um, look further into climate change adoption. Right. Because we know there will be more precipitation in the Nordics and probably more storms as well. So how are we going to be prepared for that? and integrate that into a product so that we're nudging them. So we have two 
specific examples. In the, the commercial building product, we have uh, included that if you rebuild with a BREEAM certification, you will have 5% extra payouts. So we're actually financing the rebuilding so the building will be energy efficient, using sustainable materials and stuff like that. And in the private sector, we have a SWAN label, which also put high demands to kind of materials you're using that it need to be put up in a way that it's easy to do refurbishment and stuff like that. So we try to integrate it into the terms. Um, but the most important thing is, of course, to build on and help customers to get specific advice, I think. And it's possible, but it's like customers are so different. Yeah. So we need to use, use more time to make sure that the advice is specific for each customer. And we're not there yet, but we're on the journey. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, all of this discussion we've been having, it's clear that there's a lot of great work being done. And importantly, we need new people joining companies to be doing that work as well continuously as time goes on. So do you think insurance making a positive contribution to the green transition is making it easier to attract and retain, crucially, young and digital talent? Yeah. In my opinion, I find that the insurance sector has not been good at marketing what our purpose is. Right. Um, and we know that the younger generation is very purpose-driven. Mm. So I mean that the sector should be much better at explaining why we're important in the financial sector. Actually, we're very foundation with no insurance. You have a challenge having a mortgage uh, on your house or stuff like that. So by focusing on that, I think it would be easier to attract uh, talent. Um, but we also see that it's really important to engage younger into actually come up with the ideas, new measures, so that we can actually achieve our goals. Yeah. So um, when we started on our journey in 2019, we had a, a group, a task force. Mm -hmm. um, and it's so good to see that that was mostly young people. And they all had an uh, internal motivation. You mm -hmm. know, their yeah. own, like, I want to do, a, I want to make a difference. I want to work on this. And that, I think, is one of the successes. Uh, so, yeah, because when you have internally motivated people, they work day and night to come up with new ideas, and they're testing it. And, and I think that is like a word of mouth. So when you can tell to your friends what you're doing, uh, it will be easier, I think, also to... Will be a race out there. It's already a race out yeah. there to get hold of the right talent. It's sure. challenging, but then you may, must make sure that it's good to be at work, uh, that you take care of your colleagues. It's possible to have uh, to build competence. Mm. That it's actually okay to be sick, having sick leave. Yeah, you know, it's like a society. Mm -hmm. It needs to feel good to to go to work. And I believe we have a very a good uh, culture in Yancidia, uh, highly empowered employees, high engagement rate in the surveys. So we've done a lot of good work, but it's still hard to get hold of technical, uh, the IT people and 
analytical people, that's because everyone is striving to get that competence. So, but I think the sector as such should be better at communicating the really interesting job it is working in the insurance sector. Well, I'm afraid that's all we have time for. Thank you so much, Bente, for sharing some incredible insights there. And I hope you have a great rest of your day here at Insurance Innovators and Audit. Thank you for having the opportunity to share my thoughts and have a nice day. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Insurance Innovators podcast, where we've heard some brilliant insights on the green transition from both Matt and Bente. To hear more, come along to our Insurance Innovators Summit, taking place on the 15th and 16th of November this year in London, where we'll have an entire stream focused on ensuring the green economy. Head to marketforcelive.com forward slash insurance dash innovators to find out more. And be sure to stay tuned for more podcasts with interviews from our star speakers over the coming months. Until next time.